1: friends kirk henderson and josh Bo coming to you for the 2nd preseason edition of mavs Moneyball after dark it is monday night at about 9 30 central time the mavericks just put an absolute hammering on the milwaukee bucks 128 to 112 josh how you doing
2: uh i'm doing pretty good uh how are, how are you doing after the willie collie stein experience
1: i mean it was like it's so so this game is going to be more you than me because I was doing work while yeah. watching this game. Uh, it was pretty funny seeing him taking those shots and they do look good. So that was, that was pretty fun. You know, just, I hope he continues to roll the basket hard. <laughs> That's what I'll say in relation to that, because uh, big guys sure do seem to like shooting, but yeah, it was fun. It's fun game. Yeah, really fun. Uh I don't
2: know what it is, but the Mavericks bench has the Bucks starters uh number a little bit. Uh that's this is the second, you know, second straight game where the Mavericks bench kind of blew the Bucks starters off the floor. And yeah, it's preseason, so yada yada. Take it for what you will, but that was I don't know what's going on there. The the Mavericks bench just they just seem to be hitting the right notes right now. I don't know. It just I don't know, it's, is it the it's preseason thing? Is, it, is there something there? I just, I don't know what to really say about it other than it was really fun to watch. And I love that just about every new guy is doing something in these two preseason games, which makes it easier for us to get excited about things.
1: So the, the game itself, I'm not taking a ton from. The fact that the guys seem to like each other is actually really cool and something that should not be understated in a profession that requires these guys to spend way more time with each other than they do with their families um, or, you know, girlfriends, wives, whatever. It's just, it's, there's just a lot of Mavericking going on during a, a basketball season. And the fact that these guys really seem to take genuine joy from one another through two games is a lot of fun, but the way that they play basketball when things are going well, it's really infectious because the Mavericks, you know, once again, I, I was watching the Kormai, they they started the game a little wonky. I think we should, you know, maybe talk about the starters to a degree with what Rick Carlisle is going to continuously throw out there. Um, but, you know, once they, they mix things up a little bit, things just really seem to take flight. I mean, we should probably start with Luca who is, giving us, you know, two steps forward, one step back in terms of his physical profile, because, you know, we we didn't talk about this last time because I didn't want to, but I saw <laughs> pictures after we got off the podcast and he's heavy. It's not a question. Like he is heavy, but he also showed tonight that it didn't matter. Um, He was, you know, he had a pass. It was uh, first half led to a Josh Richardson three where he was dribbling on the left side and drew so much attention and then threaded a pass all the way across the court to the other corner uh, as an overhead pass where he like pulled back a little bit mm-hmm. where it's just, he was in his bag and the game is almost coming too easy for him at times and against a really good defense. And and, and I just, I, I'm not really sure how to feel about Luca right now because my brain wants to say, "Alarm! Alarm! He's heavy! Oh no! This is not great!" And then he he just helped kick the crap out of a out of a contender. <laughs> so I don't know yeah, what to do.
2: Yeah, they're two and zero oh, against the best, the team with the best record in the league. With the two time rating MVP, uh they've got a really good defense. uh They've got a defense that seems like it's made for Luca in the sense that they've got a lot of long-armed athletic defenders to wall off the rim, which is kind of what he – that's where he that, – that's how he uh buttered his bread last season, was getting mm-hmm. to the basket and basically being like LeBron-ish uh, at the rim. So mm-hmm. the fact that he's had, you know, two pretty good games and tonight, what, 27 points, eight rebounds, four assists, nine of 20 shooting, Uh still isn't – he's not all the way there yet with his shooting inside the three-point line. But Kirk, wouldn't you know it, he is, I think, nine of 15 from
1: three in two preseason games. So, I mean, that uh, shot looks good. It looks, he's not, I'm not a shooting expert, but there's something about his load where he, even on the, the, when he, he steps back, I feel like he's not springing so deep on his shot because he seemed to get it like, need to get like a very like, deep, ner- not like a dirk level bend. But a very like kind of springy shot where he's taken the step back and then he's already he's coming back up so quickly. Uh, I could just be completely full of it because it's been forever since I've watched his shot. But the way the shot moves feels better than what I remember by March of last year, where it felt like every shot he took where it was just like there's just like a cringe factor.
2: Yeah. And I don't know if this matters. I mean, at all. Tell me if I'm wrong. But whenever he would make a three, you know, a lot of the threes he would make last year, uh, he would kind of rattle them in. Uh, The swish matters. No, it does. And, yeah, these, I mean, how many perfect swishes? I I feel like he's had more in these two preseason games than he did in the bubble. Uh, Like like just perfect snapping the net shots uh, that you just don't really see. You didn't really see that much from him last year. Uh, Missed four free throws, which kind of stinks. Uh, somehow bitching at refs in the preseason. I feel like he's
1: doing it more. Yeah,
2: I don't know where that's coming from. Like, I don't know how he already has a technical foul. Like, that's just crazy. That's just funny to me. Uh, and it gets a nice. It's kind of like a nice. It's almost soothing in a way because it's like a nice reminder that like, oh yeah, he's twenty one. Like, mm. like we keep we keep forgetting how young he is because he's he's so ascendant. But like every now and then he'll be like, oh yeah, he's. He's still 21, and 21-year-olds get mad and, and do stupid shit like so, uh, I was wanting to do. So I had the Bucks
1: broadcast, and there was a timeout called at the end of the third quarter where they zoomed in on his face, and he was so mad that Rick called a timeout because there was like four seconds left on the shot clock, and it was just the most teenager face I had <laughs> ever seen him make. Because like I have a four year old, and over the last you know over the last nine months since he's been home more, he's gotten a lot more verbal and more able to express his words, and he just does the same like the no like Luca was just, it, it was incredible and just reminded me of that because he plays the game you know he's looked a little nonchalant in the first parts of this game and why not it's a preseason game but he he then comes in and and get so mad about the most silly stuff. I just, yeah. I don't know. He's really funny. He's fun to watch. Like it's, 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 this is, this is, it's what we'd all hope for from Luca because he's still, he's just every game. You don't know what you're going to get.
2: Yeah. And then the stuff about like him being out of shape and like, you know, it's obviously, it's like, I'm not concerned. Like it's a thing. Cause like we have like, we're not blind. Like he does not look uh, as good as he looked physically uh, in the bubble or before the bubble. Mm-hmm. But also, I think it's going to be a non-issue by next week or by next month. Because at the very least, he'll play like <laughs> with this schedule, he's gonna he's gonna play himself into shape. If if nothing else, he's gonna be getting plenty of cardio uh, over the next four or five months. So it's just more of like a oh man, that kind of stinks notice but like like you know like you said he's he was still he was still great 27 points eight rebounds four assists and, and uh i think we should pivot right into the other starter De jour josh richardson uh, man him and luca led the team plus 18 which i don't think is a coincidence nope. they both played 29 minutes uh he seems to uh be thriving from the luca effect and also he's just a really good player which is mm-hmm. nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Before I get, before I toss it to you, I think I made this point in Slack. Is that the thing with Richardson that I really like is that it is so awesome that the Mavericks have this type of talent in the starting lineup that isn't like a project or clay that they had to mold. You know, like as much as I love Dwight Powell and and Dorian Finney-Smith uh, and even Tim Hardaway Jr. to agree, those were guys the Mavericks had to kind of work to get. Uh, as get the best out of them and for the mavericks to have like a guy that is just already that talented where you know it's not like they're trying they're doing things to make it like he's just that good and he's just playing next to you know a uh insane three-point shot creator uh, with luca so it's just it's just nice to have that talent boost in the starting lineup which is what i've been wanting them to have for the last you know 12 months uh and it's i mean it's preseason you know it's it's preseason so there's a qualifier but it's still fun to see in these two games
1: well so there was a stat today on the true hoop collective podcast talking about open shots and they're really talking about the 76ers but they they mentioned luca and the fact that the mavericks got something like 6.7 wide open threes a game which led the league and you know our our man is talk uh what's his talk's last name wrote an incredible josh richardson profile today where he talked about open threes for richardson and i just think that that this guy is gonna thrive all season long you know he'll probably go through some hot and some cold streaks but as every player does but it's been two games and he's eight of ten from three and the shots are just you know he's apparently he's eight of eight on catch and shoot which is (laughs) like what are you gonna do with that um and and I, I'm just I'm really excited watching him. Uh, I I, I want to I'm wondering you know his ball handling is better than I than I understood, which is fun. In that it's it's really something you know to watch another guy like very rarely last year did Luca let um, somebody else handle the ball, and there was a real cool moment in the first quarter, second quarter when Richardson pushed off a rebound, drove down the left side. Uh, and left it on a bounce pass to a cutting James Johnson who flipped it over his head to, I want to say Dorian on the right, on the left corner for a three where it was just like one of those, you know, moments had it been a, you know, a a full crowd, everybody would have been stand up screaming. It was incredible. Like the he's, he's really going to bring a lot to this team.
2: Yeah. I love, you know, he had a nice little pull up uh off the elbow like I just love the versatility he brings in terms of diversifying the Mavericks scoring and then just yeah like he's not like it's not like Tim Hardaway Jr. where you're looking at his career numbers and going oh god is he gonna be like can they get him to shoot and, and they uh-huh. did which is great but you look at Richardson and he's had multiple seasons of, of good shooting marks so even even with the slump uh, last season in Philadelphia so It's, it's fun to, it's always fun to see a guy get here and we all talk about, man, that's such a clean fit. Like this should work. And then to see it kind of rewarded so far in the early going, like that's it, you know, that's, that's just, that's just fun.
1: So with the starting lineup, before we move to some of the bench guys, I do want to address just something that's going to become a talking point. I think we need to see more. Um, is not has long been a very polarizing figure for, for anybody that watches the Mavs in that he doesn't really do anything to fill the stat, like the box score. He doesn't rebound very well. He obviously finishes well in the paint. He dribbles and does okay on that, but he can't shoot. Um, and it's two games where he hasn't looked particularly comfortable, which is fine because he's coming off of Achilles. But then you pivot to sort of what the Mavericks' other options are, and I think they're gonna, you know, they're we're gonna talk about, you know, like Willie Cauley Stein a little bit later, Maxi Cleva a little bit later. There's just gonna be calls for it, and I don't know how the Mavericks thread the needle because I'm not like watching these games. You know, there's been a few instances where I can, you know, you, you know, our staff has even shown it to me where it's like, all right, this is where he's he's contributing, and I go, oh, okay, I can see why Rick Carlisle plays in there, but watching him just get destroyed by Giannis. It doesn't inspire a lot of faith. And I don't know. I, I just I it, tonight was not a game for for Dwight Powell stands. No, what and what it's I'll say.
2: and and I and I can only imagine hey your first two games coming back game, <laughs>
1: isn't that the truth.
2: Yeah is but is just Bucks in general and then I'm still just I am guffawed at him being like not switched on to Giannis like being like assigned Giannis um You know, I don't want to question the coaching staff too much there because I know they have their reasons. And it is preseason, so, you know, maybe they don't want someone guarding Giannis uh, too extensively there. But that's just like – it's just almost like a set-up-to-fail kind of situation for him. So, for me, it's just can he move well? And I think you'll see in the first – you know, they'll play against Phoenix. I think he'll show up a little bit better there. And I think the thing that everyone needs to remember is that this is – it should be a temporary thing so um i don't i mean i think with the way that this lineup is going like i cannot imagine uh rick doing something where when chris Stops comes back he starts pal and Christophs with just what we've seen this team and how they've been playing and like it, it, it just i don't think they can go back to the two big starting lineup unless it's okay. a matchup that absolutely depends on it so i'm hope like if if Kristaps comes back and they just slide in uh, Przingis for Powell and Powell comes off the bench. I I think maybe the fret over how he looks won't be, you know, won't be too much of an impact, I I think, but but we'll see, you know, who knows what happens when Perzingis returns, but that's kind of just my thinking about it. Like I I agree with you, but I'm just, it's just something I feel like it's a temporary band aid on something that will change by January, mid January.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just wanted to talk about it because I really feel yeah. like if we ignore it, no. it sort of stands out there because he yeah, hasn't it. looked all that. He hasn't looked very good. But I yeah. mean, it's, he and also and doesn't it also looked terrible. He just yeah. he looked like he looks like Dwight Powell.
2: Yeah, and 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 you're you're right to bring up the concern because hey, mid-January, how many games is that? I mean, that's I mean I I, I don't know off the top of my head, but that's a decent amount of games.
1: Maybe like ten or twelve games.
2: Yeah. So like, I mean, you're you're totally right to be concerned. Like, hey. There's not a stretch of this season where the Mavericks could be like, ah, it's fine. Like every game is going to be hugely important with the short, the short, condensed schedule. So mm-hmm. I, I feel you. It's it's totally worthy to bring up. I'm just
1: I'm hopeful that it's
2: not going to be a long term thing. Right,
1: right. Well, you know that makes sense to me. What else should we talk about? Uh,
2: Josh Green looked real. I really like Josh Green tonight. Um, he hit two three pointers. Man. They're letting him handle the ball a lot. A training. lot, yeah. I did not know he could do that. Uh, so that's been fun. I did. I mean, you kind of made a funny, a fun point in Slack because I think the last podcast you said he gave you Josh Howard vibes, and then this game you said he gave you Marquise Daniel vibes. Oh yeah, yeah but that's fun. that's strictly
1: for the ball handling, like yeah. very, like slithery. And I mean yeah. that in all the like the best way possible because he just. Just, I don't know, it felt that way.
2: It, it, he had way better feel in the pick and roll than I ever expected. I mean, I'm not going to be the guy up here telling you I watched a ton of Josh Green, you know, film and stuff. I'll let our draft guys talk about that stuff more. But I I think even they're a little surprised because, I mean, he didn't really do that at Arizona. No. So uh, that's cool. It's like a nice little fun surprise. Now that's probably going to be like a preseason thing. Like I cannot imagine when these games count and he gets his 15 minutes or so to play, that he's going to be running a lot of pick and rolls. But it's cool that they're letting him do it, and it's cool that he is kind of showing their faith in it. Um, And, I mean, we, do we talk about more about Willie Cauley-Stein now?
1: I think we got to. I think we got to because, you know, he's – I am skeptical, and I will remain skeptical because we have, you know, four full seasons of him being mediocre. Uh, yep. But if if he, you know – if If he has some some developed some some trust with the coaching staff where they don't mind the kind of things that he wants to try to do, and if he continues to play hard and just be an enormous human, then I wonder if they will let him have a little more freedom because he showed some stuff. He showed some stuff through two games that you can't ignore. And you know, he did that on the YouTube videos I made fun of too but it's, it's a matter of like what you want to do and what you're good at are rarely the same thing in life. (laughs) So it's just sort of one of these things where I'm not sure what, you know, what the long-term goal for him. And and, and if it's like, you know, throwing him a bone uh, if he's going to play, you know, 15 minutes a game where, you know, every other game he, he, he takes a wide open shot like that. That's fine. Uh, It's really hard to say. Yeah. And also like,
2: it's a lot easier to stomach him taking those shots When, like, I I think I said this in our first pod, I've already seen him set better screens in these preseason games than I saw him set all last season. Yeah. So, like, if he's doing that, if they can get him to do that stuff, if they can get him to be a better defender, if they can get him to set better screens, if they can get him to play within the team concept uh, better than he did last season, then, yeah, you know, a three-pointer, three-point attempt here or there. Like, it's like a reward, you know, kind of like a reward for that. So, as long as they can get them to do that stuff, you know the other stuff, the threes and the jumpers, that won't bother me. That won't bother me too much.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, it's preseason. <laughs> it's it's it is preseason. It was it was still fun. The guys played a lot of minutes. So, do we think they're going to play much? You know, in the in the Thursday game against the Wolves?
2: No, I gotta imagine that's going to be none of the none of the starters. None of Powell, Finney, Smith, Hardaway, Richardson, Doncic's play. I got to imagine that's everyone else on the bench. Mm-hmm. Um interestingly enough, no Wesuwandu tonight. Uh don't know if that's a sign of like where he is in the rotation. I don't I don't know. That's that's hard to say because like, you know, obviously Nate Hinton and Tyler Bay are not <laughs> peg, pegged above him in the rotation. So I think it's more a one do is this is his fourth season. He's not a mystery box player. Like, obviously he still has room to grow, but he kind of knows, you know, who he is. I imagine it's more important for Terry and Bay and Hinton and those guys to get minutes while they can, because when the regular season starts, they they just might not be there uh, yeah. as consistent. Yeah. So that probably makes, makes sense. No, so no, yeah, they'll totally. probably play all those guys. I mean, they didn't play... One two three. They didn't play four guys tonight, so they could probably play all the bench and then those four guys, and that'll be that'll be it. Yeah. But otherwise, I don't know. I think that's it. I mean, it was just fun. It was fun and funny. Like the Willie Cauley Stein stuff was funny and made me legitimately laugh. And then it was fun because it's just like the Bucks played a lot of their starters and rotation guys just as much as the Mavs did. And so, as much as it is preseason, it's still two and zero versus the the team that has the two time MVP on it. It, it. That's just cool.
1: I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've, it's going to be so easy to draw like nonsense conclusions from yeah. this game too, <laughs> yeah. because the Bucks bench looked like crap. Yes. Like they, they just did. looked and it was just such like, even the Bucks announcers were talking about that. And so that's just, you know, something to kind of go off of. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really, it's really bullish. I'm. I, I have some very nitpicky things that I want to get into at some point in time, you know. But there's just no point right now. Like this was, this was fun in a in a game that had no business being fun. I guess. So when you run those two things together, like like we should just walk away and enjoy the victory. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, guys, this has been Kirk Henderson and Josh Bow. We will probably be back for the Wolves game just because we like this. I probably want to fit in one or two more podcasts before the season starts on Wednesday, but we'll see how things go. Um, as always, like, subscribe. You know, we got a ton of downloads for the, the Saturday game, so I really hope you guys are enjoying this. We want to hear feedback. We want you to spread the news, that sort of thing. We appreciate all ratings and uh, those sorts of things. And if uh, you have any questions, please reach out. This has been Kirk Henderson and Josh Bow with Mavs Moneyball After Dark. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com.